All right, uh, CHN Radio family, I think it would be uh, irresponsible of us, considering we are the only black and white Newcastle podcast out there, to not mention um, just the devastating situation going on over here in the States. Um, for those who, who weren't, who aren't aware or have been living underneath the rock, um, yet again, there's been another unarmed uh, African-American male who lost his life um, unfairly to the hands of police officers. Um, he, this was the third occurrence of this within the past week that made national news. Um, there's two other cases ongoing, and there have since been even more, despite the protests and such going on. And I've been getting a lot of questions um, from a lot of my Caucasian friends. Um, and for those who've never seen my face, I am black, and this is Elijah, by the way. Maybe I should have started with that. But I'm getting a lot of questions about my from my Caucasian friends and some of my other friends. Um, about like what to do. And I think a lot of people right now are realizing that, you know, America is not perfect, which I think the rest of the world knew, but a lot of people in America may have not known. And that there are some serious racial issues that we need to deal with in this country. And I've told people a couple of things, and these are just my suggestions. Again, this is me, Elijah. So if this doesn't work for you or if someone else feels offended by this, by all means, let me know. We can talk about it, all that kind of stuff. My things um, that you can do in order to kind of like be a part of what we're seeing. Well, I'm going to say is a movement. Um, be a part of, of this movement. I say the first thing to do is to spread awareness. I think a lot of people have come to me and they said, well, you know, I don't want to post anything on social media. And I think today when we're recording, this is Blackout Tuesday. And a lot of people felt it was ingenuine to, to post on this and it felt weird for them. And I have held this very strong belief because I've seen it in action that the fact of the matter is, um, if you feel strongly about this, if you think that it is that systemic racism is wrong, you think that police brutality is bad. If you aren't saying anything, you're complicit. Um, saying something is always better than saying nothing. And here's why. There's a, a whole audience that I will never reach. There's a whole audience that Greg will never reach if you don't post. Um, you know, it could be your uncle, it could be a family member, it could be a coworker that I've never had any contact with, but they respect you and they respect your opinions and they respect what you have to say. And so if you're out here speaking up for what you believe is right, and they're seeing this, even if they don't agree with that point, they have to, if they don't agree with you, they have to at least acknowledge like that's something that you feel strongly about. And that's the first door to having conversations that, you know, could result in just like a lot of change in this country and around the world. Um, the second thing I tell people to do um, is is if you want to take action, um, and there's a lot of different ways to take action, particularly right now, but um, the first step in terms of taking action, immediate action, um, obviously, if you feel inclined, go ahead and protest. That's not everyone's style. I'm not going to shame you if you don't protest. I personally, I'm not a protester. I prefer to have conversations and help people come to and, and learn more and educate people. Um, but Protesting is one thing, but if you don't want to protest and that's not your style, there's a ton of other things you can do. Um, you can check in on a lot of your friends of color, um, black, white, whatever. Well, not white, I guess, but black, um, Latino, all that stuff. Make sure that they're doing okay because this is a reality they have to live with. And it's been a very traumatic and tough week for a lot of people, particularly African-Americans in America. Um, check in on them. Donate to different organizations. There's a lot of bail funds. There's a lot of different things. Um, you can donate to a lot of different um, places that are accepting donations for resources, for protesters, bail funds, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then, you know, if you're inclined, if you don't think that's enough, just donating and, and checking in on people, I would 100% suggest writing to your lawmakers. If you're American, um, you elect people who are supposed to speak for you. And although a couple laws can't end systemic racism, it won't fix police brutality with one, with one, you know, one sweeping, you know, law won't fix police brutality in this country at all. Um, but what can happen is that there can be steps taken to prevent this steps taken to put us on the right path. And like, unfortunately, none of that can happen without um, Congress, without our Senate, without the president, without a lot of people. So um, if you are inclined and you feel passionate about police brutality or racism in this country and want to make a difference, I think one of the coolest things you could do 
is write your senator and say, hey, like, I might not have the answers, but as someone who represents me, I think that you should at least just try to figure out how we can, as a country, can improve on this. And it's like literally these people's jobs in order to do so. And the last thing I always tell people to do is educate yourself. Um, there's a ton of different articles. There's a ton of different books. My DMs are open. It's been really cool to see a lot of actual listeners DM me. And shout out to you guys. You guys know who you are. And ask me for what they should do and what they should read, all that kind of stuff. Educate yourself because um, you can't rely on people like me to educate everyone. Because at this point, there's a lot of black people who are tired of explaining their day-to-day life and living in fear of the police and systemic racism in this country as a whole. Um, so educate yourself, read the new Jim Crow, uh, read white fragility, read, there's a ton of books. There's a ton of articles that address like how America is built on a system that inherently believes that one race is better than the others. Um, but yeah, that's, that's really all I have to say into um, our UK friends who are standing in solidarity. And there's a lot of people around the world. I know it looks like America is messed up, it is. Um, and it is very messed up. But let's not forget that like, there are a lot of countries who, um, including the UK, I'm starting to see a lot of this in my feed, where similar things are happening to, uh, to, to minority populations, whether it's in the UK, whether it's in France, whether it's in Italy, whether it's in India, minority populations are, are suffering um, as well um, from similar situations. And just to be aware of that and not just think this is something that is, is, is only happening in America. Do some research. I can guarantee you in the UK, because again, I'm already seeing this. It's something that your rappers talk about, that there are some systems of racism in place there. And there's ways that you guys can help as well. Um, so yeah, just be aware of that because of that. Um, stay safe. Never stay silent. Um, that's all I got to say. Now let's get ready for a wonderful episode of CHN Radio. For Newcastle fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. Our chat system connects the Newcastle community with its public forums for supporters globally, as well as private chats with your mates. Download the free Toon Army app now from the App Store and Google Play. CHN Radio episode 132. I'm your host, Greg Troxell, and with me to talk about all the great news, I guess, if you want to call it, um, from this past week for Newcastle United. Uh, and you may have heard him in the top of this uh, episode. Well, I hope you did. And if not, go back and listen to it. Uh, this is the best damn coast in the land, Elijah Newsom. How are you, Elijah? I'm I'm good. I'm as good as I can be. It's been a crazy week. Um, but I forgot to mention this in the top. But DeAndre Edlin placed, like, wrote, tweeted an amazing mm. just thread. So please read that if you if you haven't. Um, our site manager Brian put out an article on that as well. So check out the main site coming from Newcastle.com. And he calls some people out because it had to be said there were some interesting comments um, made on on DeAndre's thread as well as what the team posted. But man, you know, it's been it's been a week and I'm excited to talk some Newcastle. If the folks want to follow me on Twitter, you can do it at Elijah underscore Newsom. Follow the podcast account at CHN underscore radio. And of course, follow the main account at coming home in UFC. But don't follow Greg because he didn't say <laughs> where to follow him. So just don't don't even worry about it. Yeah, um, I'm going to keep it up to interpretation on mm. what my Twitter account may be. I mean, it has a G in it. There's <laughs> yeah, at least one. At least one, <laughs> not three. No, no, that's no, no. a U.S. Men's that's a, that's a 
That's a different kind of, of Greg. We don't like those Gregs. Uh, <laughs> shout out, uh, sorry to all the 3G Gregs out there. All the um, Gs. <laughs> yeah. So not, not a boatload of news for this week, uh, but th- there's definitely some substance, and we'll get into that now. Um, the first part we want to talk about is the Swiss Ramble tweet threat that happened mm. um, about Newcastle United financials. Uh, so it, it paints a light that Newcastle's in a pretty good spot financially. And if they were taken over by this, by this group, uh, they financial fair play would not come into play for a very long time. Now I'd be lying to you. If I told you I was an expert in financial fair play, it is so confusing and convoluted. So I don't really know how it works to the full extent, but I know that you cannot use money. That's not spent or you have to I don't know, like something about using profits and then a certain amount of money on top of it can, you can use essentially. Yeah, um, you and, basically can't spend more than you've made. Yeah. And Newcastle makes a lot. They have, I, I just have some now we have 70, a TV revenue to turnover ratio is at 70%, which is about middle of the premier league um, for profits. We are third in the premier league. Uh, only Liverpool and Spurs have made more money than us pre-tax. Um, so, and then that doesn't include, that doesn't take into account. We have an extra 20 mil from uh, stadium revenue. We have an extra 40 mil coming in from transfers. 48 mil. Yeah. This year. So there's a lot of money coming in and the owners can use all of it. <laughs> like yeah. So they're going to be able to, to have an influx of close to $100 million without violating financial fair play at all. Which so would be some sig- statement. That's significant, yeah. that's It's significant, and it also, like, you can also, like, it's it's a weird rule, and maybe, like, at some point we should look it up, but I'm pretty sure it's, like, you can't spend maybe. more than, like, like, there's, like, a certain percentage. Like, you can spend, like, if you didn't generate profit, you can still make money, but there's, like, a certain percentage of, like, money you can't spend. Anyway, like, basically Newcastle yeah. could have over the hundred mil of profit to spend. Yeah. They could pretty much have like 150 to 200 mil that they could spend without breaking financial fair play rules. Now, would they do that? Should they do that? That's a whole different question, a whole different discussion for a different time, but it's there for the take. But they could. If they want it. Yeah. They yeah. could. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that's really good news. And, and, you know, I don't want to be like the pessimistic person here, but like if this doesn't, happen it also bodes well for any other potential takeover bids you know like henry maurice in america if he's still lurking around like he was reported weeks ago um so it it, that bodes well or qatar qatar since since they want to since they want to get so involved in premier league bezos (laughs) yeah jeff bezos (laughs) Donald Trump. Maybe hey, the Rubin brothers. They just America. Themselves. America yeah. should just buy Newcastle. Oh, man. That would be a disaster. <laughs> Ew, um, <yeah. laughs> it, would, it would suck because then we'd buy New, they'd buy Newcastle and then they'd put the USSF in charge of like running it. It'd be like, Ooh. or like people, they'd hire people from the USSF and it'd be just like, all right, let's take all the American talent that needed to develop and just throw them in the highest like. <laughs> league possible first signing would be first signing would be tim howard to replace martin dubravka oh <laughs> like, like something really bad like that that's how I, that's how i see it happening um let's let's talk about the next thing then or unless there was something else you wanted to add on the finances of this wonderful club no Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. Uh, next thing then is, which we'll have a little bit more discussion about most likely, is Maddie Longstaff. So it's reported, local boy Maddie is, it's reported from the Times that he's received a five-year contract from Udinese in Italy. Um, so he's in the final weeks of his current deal with Newcastle. And it's just, it's crazy how this has played out. And it doesn't seem like anything's moving on the Newcastle side because we're kind of in this weird limbo. Yeah. But um, the, it's reported in, in Sky Sports. Keith Downey actually said that the report is that they've offered Maddie a 30, 30 pound a week salary. Well, 30,000 um, pound. 
Yeah. 30 pound a week would be <laughs> 30,000. Oh my gosh. Why is he even looking at this offer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My, my mind went a little crazy there. Uh, yeah. 30,000. And that's, that's just a little bit higher than the 800 he's making now. Yeah. Uh, just a smidge up. Um, the 800 of which he's donating like 40% of to the NHS. Yeah. yeah. Um, and apparently the rumor is that Newcastle did offer a contract extension will be a little less than 15K that Manny Longstaff turned down. No, don't which is can't about, verify that, but. And that's, I believe, is about as much as Sean Longstaff's making as well. Yeah. Somewhere and, around that 10 to 15K. And probably fair. I mean, no offense to Maddie, but that's probably fair. I'm a hundred percent, but I, I think 15k is a good number. Yeah, yeah. It's like when you like Luke Edwards, who, by the way, if you haven't listened to that podcast, that's the one right before this. An excellent interview with Luke Edwards. Um, yep. Shout out to Graham. That was really good. Um, Luke Edwards talks about this, and it was very timely how it all happened. But he talks about this, and he mentioned it today. Like Matty Longstaff, as much as we love him, and as much as it is important for him to be at Newcastle, especially given how, like, I, I wouldn't say woeful, but yeah. how few and far between our academy produces Premier League talent. The guy has six starts and nine appearances. 30,000 is, is a lot for a guy who, I said this, is essentially your fourth choice midfielder pre-takeover. Like, yeah. if say we get takeover, taken over. And, like, I'm not even including Bentaleb in this because he's a loan signing. But technically, he was, he was chosen – behind Bentaleb as well. So you're looking at your fifth choice midfielder on 30K a week. And I could see why Newcastle are very slow to try to match that because, I mean, we joke about it all the time, but Newcastle notoriously overpaid players. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a few on that list of overpaid. Um, yeah. What, what and then thing... you can't sell them. <laughs> like It's no, like yeah. – you can't sell Yoshinari Muto because no one wants to pay 25k a week for a striker who doesn't score. Like, yep, simple. Uh, the other thing that of note here is there's no player on Udinese's roster that makes 30k a month. So, it would be he would be the highest paid player there. I, that seems a little odd to me. Yeah, um, but also is, on the counter of that, they're mm. not paying a transfer fee. That's true. They aren't paying a transfer <laughs> fee. It's like a Max Mayer situation where it's like Max Mayer is by far the highest paid player at Crystal Palace. But like, and his wages are absurd, like a hundred and something K a week. But like, they didn't, they didn't pay anything for him. So like, I, I guess, but there's, there's this rumor floating about. And I think there was one fan that made the connection. No journalist is saying this. It's just like fan speculation that, I don't really know why this I, – I, again, you have to really convince yourself of, of this whole speculation. They are saying that he would sign with Udinese and get loaned to Watford. So it's essentially like because the Watford owners also are majority owners in Udinese, which one of those things where I heard it and I was like, whatever. And then I saw – I heard what you said, and I'm like, all right, fine. You're going to loan him to Watford. But then I said it out loud, and I was like – well, that's the dumbest thing in the world because why wouldn't Watford just also offer him a contract? Um, so there's that. But yeah, dude, I mean, I'm in, oh, not to be jumpy, but this is something that Luke brought up in his interview was that one of the reasons he believes that this is taking so long is that Sean Longstaff also wants a pay raise. Yes, he does. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, no offense to Sean. I don't know if he's really, he hasn't proven that he deserves a pay raise. We'll just leave it at that. Like he's just not really been good this season. So there's that. And you've got, um, I believe Keith said that this was a month, uh, a offer he'd been mulling for about three months. Now he got it three months ago. Um, and this is the only other club that has really reached out to Maddie. Again, you would imagine that when the, like if things were different, this would be either solved by now or there have been other clubs interested, obviously, Three months ago, we were playing football, and now for three months, we haven't played football. So yeah, that's yeah. definitely a big reason why the takeover has really stalled talks because I believe Maddie wants to be at the club. But if it's one of those things where if his agent's holding out for even 20K, the new owners, they would be like, all right, fine, we'll do it. And maybe the current regime's probably like, we're not going to sign anything. So there's that. But there's a lot of it's – a, it's a weird saga, man. Yeah. 
another thing to I guess to mention on this is it's like the it 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 is a like this is kind of a cop out, but it is a weird time right now. Like players don't know what's the status of their contracts. They don't know what the status of their loans are. Players don't know when the transfer window is going to open. There's a lot of complete like just unknowns right now. This is not just England. This is pretty much everywhere. Uh, So there's a lot of like, what should I do is probably being asked and the clubs don't know. And specifically Newcastle, I mean, there's just no communication as far as any of this stuff. So, and we're probably not going to know for a while on this. Uh, So that, you know, you have to, you have to just like, I guess go with the flow for now. I I don't know. That's kind of a bad way to look at it, but it it is true. There's no, there's no, I guess, answers that we have. So we're just going to have to, it sucks that we're in this wait and see mode with pretty much everything surrounding Newcastle United, but uh, that's where we are. Yeah. Even, and we'll talk about project restart in a a second, but even like clubs are in a wait and see moment with project restart because it was pretty much agreed upon, but like logistics weren't discussed at all. Yeah. So you've, you've got a lot of wait and see where it's like, you know, maybe this team needs to play the neutral venue. This game will be at a neutral venue. You got to figure out this neutral, like how to open up this. There's a whole lot. People don't know when they're playing. Like it's still a whole mess. So there's a lot on everyone's plates right now, which again, kind of bodes well into the takeover. It's like, yes, project restart's been solved. Maybe the, and everyone's like, well, that means the focus will be on the takeover. But then it's like, well, they still also have to run the league and, Logistic pull off like something that logistically has never been done by any premier like by any any year in the Premier League like this is yeah. something that they never had to do and they're doing it a bit differently than Bundesliga because Bundesliga is essentially like well you can play at your home stadiums all that kind of stuff but it's weird because you've it's varies in the UK city to city whether or not you can use this venue or not so it is it is truly bizarre times yeah. I do hope. Like, my wish would be for Maddie Longstaff to stay, but I do want to warn Newcastle fans that, like, and, and I wrote about, I, I said this, it's a lose lose for Lee Charnley. Because if you're Lee Charnley, you're getting slandered for not offering, you know, as much as Udinese. But then, like, if he pays 30K a week and next season, Maddie Longstaff makes nine appearances total, which, again, he did this season. Then it's like, why are we paying 30k a week for a so guy? far? Yeah, so far. Yeah, <laughs> why are we paying 30k a week for a guy who is going to make nine appearances for our club? Should be yeah. loaned down to the championship, and then you loan him to the championship, which I think is a move that a lot of people would would like to see—a loan move to a championship side or whatever. He becomes one of the highest paid players on a championship team. They'd probably do like a, a cost split type of. Yeah, situation, it'd be a cost split, sure. but then you're looking at pure value. It's like, I mean. He's. I don't know if Matty Longstaff's even a guaranteed championship starter, like in and out. Like, would I? Would he start for Leeds United right now? I have no idea. Like, legitimately, I, I don't know. Um, I so, so it's. I think so. Okay. I mean, there's I, there's there's one player who's definitely better in the midfield, and then the rest it's probably similar. So I think yeah. he'd get the. I think he'd get the shot. Yeah. So I, I, again, it's it's just it's interesting times, man. It's it's interesting times. But yeah, what, what's yeah. next? Uh, yeah, let's let's talk Project Restart. First first update is about the FA Cup, which that was announced the day after we released um, our last episode, uh, the episode 131. Uh, so which we the, said would happen, by the way. So yeah, yeah, we knew. We're, we, we we're just, master predictors once again. <laughs> well, it was announced that it would happen. <laughs> Don't tell um, them that. But the FA Cup, the way it's going to sort out, uh, is the quarterfinals we played on June 27th and 28th, the semifinals will be played on July 18th and 19th, and the final will be played on August 1st. Um, and it will all be the live coverage will be BT Sport and BBC. Um, and ESPN semi- Plus. Yeah, yeah, which they, yeah, they, they partner with ESPN. Um the semifinal and the final will be played at Wembley. So same as um, normal, just without fans. <laughs> um, as far as the project restart updates, uh, there's some, well, we were, you mentioned it logistics side. Um, we don't know, uh, I guess where Newcastle will be playing all the matches. They, they, uh, they think that there's going to be protests at some of those. Uh, 
So yeah, that would be interesting. Elijah, do you want to talk about that one? Yeah. Uh, so there was some words. I want to say it was the Telegraph published some words. Obviously, that's what they do. Their newspaper, um, basically saying that uh, there's been there's a little bit of a uh, like an issue with Man City and Newcastle. They want it to be instead of being at home at Man City at a neutral venue because they think that people in Manchester, again, people who support Man City, will protest uh, <laughs> the new the Newcastle potential new owners. Uh, so there's that, which again very that bizarre but that's that's a similar thing there was also we've kind of thought this in the past there's a bit of uncertainty whether or not the city of newcastle wants uh newcastle matches in, in newcastle uh do do they think that fans will gather outside of the stadium which again like i'm not surprised but there is a little bit of of bias from the premier league um i've seen a lot of people write about this a lot of fans express their anger with this um, it seems like pretty much every team, London and below, has has been given the okay to just return to whatever their venues. But Newcastle, for some reason, the Premier League is very uncertain about. They think that pe- fans will not follow social distancing and all that kind of stuff and show up at the stadium, kind of what I just said. But ironically, all of the people who are violating all of these social distancing rules in the UK are the ones who are going to the beaches in the south. So... Just a little bit of irony there. But, again, uh, teams don't know what really the issue – like what's going on. Um, Players don't really know. They've expressed that. On the plus side, Danny Rose has agreed to play. So, I I guess that's good. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's it's weird. It's weird times, man. Also, Greg, just quick thoughts on this because this has been brought up. You mentioned how everything's in limbo and weird and all that kind of stuff. Valentino Lazaro is, I'm assuming, is still going to be at Newcastle. No one's really been able to get a sure answer, but he's been in training. And FIFA, I'm pretty sure FIFA released a statement saying that, like, all contracts would run through the end of whatever season they are, which, again, is adding just fuel, just confusion regarding Matty Longstaff because, obviously, his contract technically expires July 1st. But, you know it should technically expire at the end of the season. But then you get stories like, I don't know who reported this first, but there's like reports that Tottenham is allowing Danny Rose to complete his loan at Newcastle. When it's like, technically speaking, I feel like FIFA already said that was going to be the case. I'm just very confused. Do you have any sort of clarity or are you just in the same boat of confusion as to how contracts are working and things like that? Yeah. Yeah. I I have no idea exactly what they're going to do there. I I think the sensible thing would be to let the – let the players finish the season out. Um, if if for some reason, like, say, Italy starts their next season, like, in July or something, like, say say Italy's like, hey, we're just going to start the next season, um, then I guess it's feasible that Bentaleb and Lazaro leave the club at that point if they want them back. But outside of that, I, I don't see why clubs just wouldn't let them finish out the season. That's yeah. just my thought. But I don't yeah. have any knowledge or information. Speaking of uh, just one other thing before we go to break, things in limbo, uh, Newcastle United season tickets. Yes. The cost of them, people are still paying for them. There's two cl- th- two other clubs that haven't just haven't made an announcement about it um, along with us, and it's Burnmouth and uh, Sheffield, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, have not made an announcement about season tickets, but – uh, the season tickets were a lot in the news this week. Uh, it's it's an absolute joke if fans are still presumed to put, pay for something that they won't receive. That's like literally not how business works. Um, imagine like paying for an airline ticket and never going on the airline to fly. Like it just doesn't make sense to me. Um, or paying for a meal and never getting a meal. That that just doesn't happen. Uh, so yeah, I, I mean if the the, the the only way I can see the club not announcing something is like Mike Ashley's like, I've received my deposit. Like I'm like the club's in limbo right now. And I'll just let the new owner sort it out when it's announced. Like maybe that's what's happening, but still like that that's in my opinion, that's 100% what's happening. (laughs) I've said this before, the perfect, if you're the new owners and you want to make like, because initially their gesture was like NHS 
Oh, like, it, the new owners are set up for absolute like heroic arrival. Yeah, because... and it's like, and at this point, Mike Ashley doesn't care. He's already the villain. Yeah, and and like it's I, I there are some people who are being irrational about this, but like there are like like uh Burnsy boot uh, I gotta find uh, the Jordy boot boy the, the mouth of the time one yeah that his he made a tweet that was like basically tweeting at the Premier League that was like our whole club is in limbo and like we're losing players and all this other stuff what's his name oh gosh mouth of the time okay like anyway. Burnsy um <laughs> but okay but okay like I was saying I think that it's just one of those things where the clubs in limbo, they really haven't made any significant financial decisions because like you can't, I mean, I like even things like a refund, that's like, you know, technically it's an added cost that the new, like the new owners like weren't expected to cover or things like that. So it's like, Mm -hmm. I'm very much in the boat that like this takeover, like this takeover either is going to be announced before the season restarts or Newcastle fans are just going to get refunded when the season restarts. Yeah. I mean, as evil as Mike Ashley is, like, he's a businessman. He understands transactions. And I just think that, like, this is one of those things where he's unsure of what to do in this situation because technically, like, the club's being sold. Like, he, he's not – they're not making any key decisions right now. Yeah, I, I kind of associate it to, like, buying a house where – like if you if the initial offer has been accepted and the initial deposit's been exchanged, you're not going to put more money into the house. Mm-hmm. Um, you're just going to let it ride out till the deal's complete and it gets processed through the bank and all that stuff. So uh, maybe I, I hope that's what's happening, but uh, we'll get into that next. We're going to take oh, a break. Wait before uh, just to leave people with before the break. This is the this is the letter to the Premier League that Newcastle fans are tweeting. Uh, started oh, yeah. really by mouth at a time. Burnsy. In all in all caps. Dear Premier League, stop keeping us in limbo. You are currently contributing to the downfall of Newcastle United. Get the takeover approved ASAP so we can move on and progress as a club. We are literally losing players and being robbed blind by the current owners. Hashtag NUFC. So uh Wow. That's so that's dramatic. The state of the fan base. And with that, yeah. we'll take a break. Yeah, we'll take a break and talk about the takeover next, right after this. For Newcastle fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. Don't settle for an old Gmail address. Show your true colours with your personalised at ToonArmy.com email address to use in-app or on the web. Download the free Toon Army app now from the App Store and Google Play. Okay, we're back. Takeover time. Unfortunately... We have yet gone another week where Newcastle United do not have new owners, um, or fortunately, depending on what side you're on. Um, there is there's really one thing to talk about news-wise, and uh, I, I definitely I – mean, we've already shouted this out once, but listen to the last episode that we have on our, on our feed, Coming Home NUFC. Um, make sure you subscribe. Five-star reviews would be great. Um, it's our special with Luke Edwards. Luke Edwards had a lot of just providing his thoughts and opinions on how he thinks the takeover is going right now. And he's concerned for the length of time that this has taken. Um, and then Richard Masters came out with an interview in, in, since our last release of an episode, basically saying that, like, I'm not aware that we should be, like, doing things in a certain amount of time. Like, we're going to take the time that it takes there's no like two to four weeks means nothing to me. Like when it's done, we'll let you know. And if it doesn't happen, you'll find out like that's pretty much that the gist of what he said. Uh, my quick thoughts on that is just like, like why not provide us with like a, a decent update? Like what does it hurt it, just to say like, yeah, Hey, we're talking about this. Like, Let's just set it. We'll update you in two weeks. How's that sound? Like might not be done, but I'll at least provide another update in a week or two weeks. Like maybe like what, what does that hurt? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. And, and in, in this situation, it's not like, like, it's not like the other stages leading up to the takeover where it's like, if you say something like the takeover's done because you've breached NDA. No, it's literally like the process. Everyone is, knows. <laughs> yeah. Everyone knows one, but also the process is done by the Premier League. 
they can say or do whatever they want. So it's like, I understand that you want to be confidential and blah, 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 but you can at least offer an update saying, hey, we are currently processing this. Yep. At least something to e- ease. Yeah, ease even if it was fans. once a week saying the same message until it's done, at least we're getting that. Like, yeah. Uh, I just think it's like odd that you wouldn't, you, you're not like breaching anything. You're not like divulging too much information by doing you're not that. Even, you're not it's even like, Hey, it's in our hands. Rule. We're looking it, at it still. We'll update it, you next week. Yeah. It's not even like they're violating an official rule because it's just something, it's just how they handle it. It's yeah. like, it's not <laughs> even like written in the bylaws that they can't make a comment on a takeover. It's just, that's just how Richard Masters is handling this. Whether you agree with that or not, I would say many people don't agree with it obviously but um it is weird times um people have pointed out that about eight weeks was how long it took for uh the main city stuff to get past the fin proper test i mean at this point i don't know when you hear when like how do turn, they know though right yeah exactly like when you throw out terms like fit and proper tests and things that like really no one really knows about like we know we have an estimate and again, like Greg says, like we don't even know how accurate estimates are, but it's like there's nothing on the Premier League site that dictates like a legitimate process for the fit and proper test. We really don't know what they're they're checking for, and it appears just based off of like articles from people who have gone gone through a takeovers before. It appears that each takeover they're looking at different things, so it's like you, you really don't know. And and Luke is Luke Luke also mentioned that you know he doesn't think that. You know, he's got worries, but he thinks that, like, a lot of the, the – like, he thinks it's more to do with the recent piracy issues than, like, human rights stuff. It kind of – as messed up as it sounds, it seems like it really doesn't really care about the human rights side of everything. Um, they really more care about the the piracy and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. So, again, we also had another report last week about Saudi Arabia saying they'll they'll be happy to bid on TV rights. Uh, yeah, for the Premier League, if need be, and some other letter that came out, but none of that's relevant. What's relevant is that as of now, we haven't been taken over, and I can guarantee you though that Wednesday or Thursday, before five p.m. of this week, Newcastle United will be announced as taken over. Or hey, you know what? You've never made a prediction before, so this is a big deal. Well, here, here's here's a, a bonus prediction for you. Oh. This is something that I'm hearing that honestly I'm not gonna lie and say that I'm I'm for it. I just think it's hilarious. But there's a lot of people saying, and you've heard this, you know, that the opening line to Bladen Races mentions mentions a date. The ninth of June. Oh <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. The the new owners would like they would be like everybody would freak out if that was really what happened. Yeah. Also, so you mean when we record this podcast next? Yeah, that's what. But like literally, the next podcast we record will be an emergency takeover podcast wow. thing wow. because it's going to get announced wow. either. Well, okay. To be fair, no, regardless. Oh, well, yeah. Wait. Yeah, yeah. There we go. It'll either be the next episode will be an emergency podcast because it will happen tomorrow or Thursday. <laughs> or it will happen or, on the night of June. <laughs> or the Either night way, of June. our next podcast will happen. We will be recorded on the night of June. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. We're going to take one more break, and then we're going to get into some more fun stuff, more lighthearted stuff, some questions. Uh, so we'll do that right after this wonderful message. For Newcastle fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. Never miss a match with live commentary, goal alerts, lineups, in-game stats, and TV and radio links for over 100 leagues globally. Download the free Toon Army app now from the App Store and Google Play. All right, Elijah, we're going to start with questions first, and then we have a good bit of them, or just a few of them. And then we're going to, after that, Graham is going to join us, and he's going to quiz you on Jordy slang. Uh, so he'll say a few words, and then... You'll have to guess what they mean. <laughs> oh God. Um, so we'll start with the first question. Um, it's from Toon Polls. If you don't know Toon Polls, you must follow him immediately. It's at Toon Polls. Uh, don't even think about making a poll without him. Uh, and this is his question. He said, here's one, here's one, fellas. 
Given that we aren't mathematically safe from relegation yet, do you think the takeover talk will be an unwelcome distraction that may affect our performances and results on the pitch? Mm. I don't know. I mean, it, it's been there for a while, um, like for a long time. So, and we've had, oh, I would, this group of players specifically has endured three, four, four separate takeover sagas. So, I would say no. Um, I would hope that like this one being the most concrete, I would imagine may play in the minds of, of of players and players have been interviewed about it. I mean, Javi Mankio recently was interviewed about it. Um, so uh, it's definitely on their minds, but if anything, players want to make sure that they are a part of this team next season. So if anything, players are going to be playing harder. They're going to be hopefully playing better, really trying to prove themselves. Um, Steve Bruce is going to be putting on a tactical masterclass. It Luke brings this up. It it's going to be really hard if Steve Bruce does something like, you know, win the FA Cup or finish top ten. It's going to be really hard to justify firing him. Like whether or not you think he should be the manager or not, it's going to be very hard to justify firing him because yeah. it's like he's definitely overachieved. And it's like you you can you can point to like obviously Newcastle getting lucky and stuff and. By the way, we have an article about Steve Bruce's luck that's out as well. But you also have to give the man credit where credit is due. So, anyway, yeah, yeah that's my take. Yeah, I think uh, I'm. Little, I think it will affect the players. I and some players, and maybe even positively, uh, because of that mindset. Like, I need to kill it, or I'm going to get replaced. Um, they they probably don't feel that way under Mike Ashley, but with new owners coming in with all this money. They have to be thinking that way. Like that has to be the mindset that they're in. I fear that some players might not have that mindset though. Um, that they're just a little too comfy and they're they don't care either way. Um, and that that could be a hindrance. Um, it's like you know going to any job, right? And you hear a rumor that like you're going to have a new boss, and you don't know anything else. You don't know when it's going to happen, uh, but you're going to have a new boss and. You just kind of sit there, like always wondering about it, like what's going to happen. Like, does that mean my current boss is leaving, or like, like you, you ha- it's going to come into your mind, and they're go- the players are going to be asked about it relentlessly. Uh, so it's going to be in their everyday, uh, like talks in their everyday, like in the locker room, they're probably going to talk about it. I mean, it's it's going to be everywhere. So I think there will be an effect. It's just a matter of like, which with what player is it going to affect the most, and is it going to be good or bad? That's, and that's how hopefully I'm... it's still Linton scoring 10 goals in <laughs> yeah. nine games. Yeah. That'd be, geez. That'd be the best way to, to add to it. It would be so funny if Joel Linton, like for all the slack we've given him all year, ends up with like 11 goals and just yeah. more goals than our precious Solomon Rondon. <laughs> um, then we, I just wanted to shout, we had a, we got a comment. Uh, somebody commented to tomb polls and said, it's at Drysdale James uh, said, can't really make the performance any worse, to be honest. We've been horrific and only two wins in the last 11 games. Yeah, like four months ago. Like, like yeah. all form is out the window, buddy. Like, there's true. There's no like, oh, the last five games have gotten this many points. Like, that doesn't matter right now. It's it's so funny when they were um, talking like like when the Boost League first came back, and it was like, it was like, it's like it was stuff like, oh man, and this team has now broken out of that slump of losing four in a row. And it's like, <laughs> no, yeah, they it's broken out of a slump of not playing. <laughs> yeah. And so it's, it's really been interesting because there are some teams that have like remained hot, but then there's some teams that have still sucked. Like Schalke still is not. Good. Yeah. Maybe they're just not a good team. Yeah, it's, it's not like, a streak. It's like, it's just, but then it's like, good. is Schalke not good because of a slump or is Schalke not good because they literally play like they've never kicked the football in their life. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. um, so there's that. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it, to his point, like that it, Newcastle is very comparable to Schalke, but what Newcastle has going for them is that they can like grind out wins, and Schalke seem to like lose hope pretty much once they're they're down a goal, they kind yeah. of just fold completely. But that's a whole other discussion. Uh, David at Green Jordy Nine, he said, mm. "Just want this takeover finished. It's driving me insane." So. Agreed yeah, there. I mean, yeah, not a question, but <laughs> uh, I, I agree. Hey, just I, I'm all, I'm a fan of throwing your two cents in there. Um, and then we have two from King of Northumbria. I mean, 
great name. Uh, and it, it's, you find him or her. Well, him. Well, yeah, him. Girls can be kings. Yeah. Girls can be kings. Shout out. Yeah. Um, but probably him um, at Sand Dancer 1977. King of Northumbria says, we gonna talk about that name, Sand the, Dancer. Sand, Sand <laughs> Dancer. I don't know. Um, the Champions League final venue for 2022 is Munich. 2023, it is confirmed as Wembley. 2024, it is rumored that New York is UEFA's preferred venue. Which one would you prefer us to lift the trophy? <laughs> That's the, a good one. We're talking about the Champions League here. Um, yeah, not not Munich, the FA Cup. <laughs> Munich, <laughs> Wembley, or New York, and why? Um, I'll start here. Okay. Um, my answer, like, I mean, my answer is yes, all three. But my yeah. actual answer is Munich. Oh, uh, is that what you're going to say? Yeah, I mean, yeah, but I mean, I, yeah, let's like 2022 win the Champions League. That's I don't care where oh, it is. Oh, that's like, not my that's not my rationale. Oh, okay. Well. Then that's that's good. I don't care where, where it is, like, uh, not at all. Like, I mean, if it was New York. I'd be there, hundred percent. Yeah, oh, you about to say we'd be there I, if it was I'd, New York. Yeah, I would pay so that much. Would, money, like, if if you're talking about like great for the podcast, like growing the brand, like we would, we would, we would for we would we would like kidnap Fox Media to pay for oh, us yeah. to be there. Well, SB Nation, honestly, like, legitimately might get us press passes for that. So yeah. Like that would probably actually happen. So we would. So, be, yeah, we got to keep this thing going for a yeah. couple years, buddy. Yeah. Um. So it's it, but it's Munich though, because I don't want to wait. Like, if we're gonna win the, the Champions League title, like, might as well make it the, the next one. <laughs> it definitely. It, I mean, Man City still hasn't. Yeah. So. Oh my so, god! Uh, Could you imagine if we if we won it before them? Uh, we're getting um, out of the hand here, but that's my answer. What's yours, Elijah? I would say Munich because I love Germany. Um, that's really why I just think Munich's a dope city. It's the it's one of the cleanest cities I've ever been to. Delicious food, great beer. So we're talking about a great away day. Then that's the Munich is like the perfect spot. Oh man, I can't imagine how crazy Newcastle fans are going to be like with European away days. Oh my gosh, you know, I love it was to good see before. I'd love to see a Newcastle away day at Galatasaray. Goodness me. Oh, my God. Gosh. Nuts. It'd be um, literally insane. <laughs> then King of Northumbria's next question uh, said, on a serious note, if the takeover is approved, we may see a similar situation to Man City with Newcastle linking up to other clubs. How is the Man City-New York, New York City agreement viewed in the U.S., and what benefits could you see such a deal with other U.S. clubs for Newcastle United? That's a really good question. So I will lead with saying it is reported that there would be other clubs that the PIF would would purchase, would acquire. Um, we don't really have too much insight. There's been some rumors. It's like it's definitely unconfirmed though um, about what clubs they would consider buying. Um, we we can we'll both answer this. Well, let's answer it in two parts. First, let's okay. answer how is the Man City, New York City FC partnership viewed in the United States of America in your opinion Elijah um I think it's it's interesting because it's not I wouldn't say it's the it's the model everyone points to when you look at like teams in the MLS that are owned by other teams um it certainly is a huge part of like a lot of MLS teams forming now partnerships with other teams around around the world which has been really cool but New York City FC um like they are a, a pretty decent club at developing things. Um, obviously, the kits and stuff look, you know, very similar to Man City kits and all that kind of stuff. And the colors are there. But when you look at like players that have like like if there's any sort of relationship with the club, only one I can really think of is um, Jack Harrison, who played at New York City FC for like a year, was in their youth academy, absolutely killed it, and then was transferred to Man City, and now he's on loan. Um, I want to say to maybe Leeds or something in the championship. I'm trying to think of anyone else. I, was Zach Steffen wasn't – he wasn't at – was he at New York City FC? Uh, yeah, he, he's one of them, I thought, right? No, he was at Crew. He's at Columbus Crew. Oh, yeah, yeah. So – but, yeah, I'm, I'm starting to think – it's not as it's not as fruitful as I would say like a New York Red Bull type relationship where it's like you see New York Red Bull Academy, one – 
their academies across. Like I would, I would rather Newcastle if, if I'm, I guess that's the second part of this question. So I'll hold off on that. But I'd say overall, I'd say the relationship is there, but it's really more of a branding thing than anything else. It's really more so the city group has a foothold in the United States. The partnership between the clubs isn't as like great as I'd want it to be if Newcastle were in the same situation. Oh, so, there is another I, one. <laughs> Discrude went to Mason. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. Dude, no, what? There's another they, one. Yeah. They must have been struggling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, it happened. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's so, insane yeah. um, I, I but knew I, there was I, something else I, that was more of a I, that was odd. Yeah. I will say that recently Zach Steph is a good example of this um, Man City has looked to the MLS and I, I would honestly say Newcastle probably started this trend more than Man City innovated to, to sign players like they've signed essentially the USA's number one uh, they signed him and loaned him out to Dusseldorf so uh, there's that but anyway, yeah. thoughts on the relationship between Man City and New York City FC? Uh, yeah, so um, the, my local club is, is a rival of NYCFC, um, the Philadelphia Union. Um, and it, like everyone just sees it as a joke. There's, there's a lot of things go, going on with NYCFC that's kind of about to say The fact that they play in a baseball stadium. I was um, going to say, like, both clubs definitely, like – a fair share of people make fun of them, although like New York City FC recently, especially, has been pretty decent. Like they're, they're oh, yeah, good. they're they're good. But they're, they're like literally a joke in both leagues in terms of like how fans view them. Yeah, um, it, yeah, it's it's kind of, yeah, it's definitely a joke. They're good. They always beat Philadelphia Union, so <laughs> like uh, can't really talk too much trash here. But like the, I agree with Elijah. It's more of a symbolism than it is an actual partnership because players just aren't really moved between the two. Um, you're not even seeing players loaned from Man City to NYCFC as much either. There have been some, but um, nothing of note, nothing of significance. So it's it's more of a symbolism. It's more of a, hey, like this is making our brand in New York City something. Um, and that's what I think is going on here. So um and to yeah. their credit, it's worked. I mean, like the, the city group. It, I mean, they're a big part of the MLS. They're one of the the more popular teams in MLS, and they've they've had some marquee signings. Uh, David Villa being one of them. That's that's there you go. They send their old yeah, players here to retire. Um, yeah. But I will say this: is that second part of the question? Like, how would you like to see it work between? Yeah, two? it's it's. Um, what benefits could you see? a deal between the uh, U.S. club and Newcastle United? I don't know if I would say U.S. club, but I would say having a club network like that is cool when you look at, like, our the Red Bull plethora of teams is, like, the perfect example where you have, at all levels, players, coaching, academy, they, one, all play similar system. Um, like, there, there are obviously nuances league to league, but what RB Salzburg plays and what RB Leipzig plays – and what New York Red Bull play, like the ideas are, are there. The tactics are slightly different, but the, the style of play, what they want to achieve is there. The mindset's all the same. I'd also say they all have excellent academies. Um, New York Red Bull consistently, um, they are almost known. It's actually hilarious. Um, they're just known for like pretty much not making signings, but developing a lot of players. And you get a lot of like really ordinary sounding players, like, I don't know, like a jack white or like david johnson or something absurd like that they're like these like white guys who are from upstate new york that are like in the new york red bull academy that out of nowhere become mls like strikers and key midfielders and things like that and rb salzburg the same thing obviously rb leipzig the same thing known for playing young players our red bull new york consistently has one of the youngest lineups in the league so like there's some really good benefits to the Red Bull system. I would love Newcastle have something like that. And you even have things like they develop coaches well. Jesse Marsh went from being an assistant at New York Red Bull to being one of the best coaches in MLS to being an assistant at RB Leipzig to being the head coach at RB Salzburg, which, as you guys know, gave Liverpool a scare in the in, in the Champions League so much that they bought their best player. So, like, there's some good things on the coaching side they're doing there um, and just mindset side. I'd love for Newcastle to replicate that. That'd be so cool. Yeah, uh, I'm thinking more of uh, I. I want the, if there was a partnership, I wouldn't 
really care for it to be like a specific club in MLS. I'd want it to be more like FC Dallas and Bayern Munich's relationship, which is like academy related. So if you're a very talented FC Dallas Academy star, Chris um, Richards. Yeah. 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 There's a, there's a few players um, that you, you Bayern Munich can just like bring you on over. (laughs) Um, Something like that would be really cool, especially when Newcastle's trying to develop their Academy. Uh, It'd be great to like do that in a couple of different continents, honestly, do it with a club in South America, do it with a club in Asia, do it a club with Europe, do it a club in Africa. And then like, reap the rewards of it. If we, if there's a really talented player that ends up getting developed, they can come up to Northeast of England and, and make it happen. So yeah. um, something like that would be really valuable. Uh, but I, I don't, wouldn't really care for the, the like selfish part partnership me, like Man City. The selfish part of me would love for that because that means that, uh, that American players are getting developed in the best academies in the world. So the Newcastle Academy, which will be the best academy. And then, of course, like Bayern Munich and the Red yeah. Bull Academy and stuff like that. So, but then again, I don't know. Um, I, I also just don't know if they would, if the U.S. would be a market immediately that I would see them doing a team in, especially given the weird roster rules. And I, I just, I don't, I, I, I don't see it right now. I would, I could see us with the league uh, partnership or, maybe a South American team or something like that, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, All right. So we're going to transition now. We're going to bring Graham in. We're going to do some Jordy slang. Um, So we're just going to take a really quick break. No ad here. And we're going to start that up. So we'll do that right now. All right. And for our last bit of this podcast of CHN radio episode 132, we're bringing on Graham Bell, the goat. Um, And he Instead of like our typical NUFC trivia that we've been doing, uh, Graham is going to ask Elijah questions about Newcastle <laughs> slang, Jordy slang. Uh, so I'll, I'll open up the floor to you, Graham. Uh, take it away. No worries. I know, Elijah, your Newcastle United trivia has been nothing short of awful lately. Um, oh, so gosh. I hope, um, you know, this is a little <laughs> bit better, okay? Um, no pressure for you. I'll start oh. off with a few easy ones, all right? Okay. So, you know, maybe take a few deep breaths and get yourself all relaxed and stuff. Well, good news is that I'm sober right now, so there you go. I don't know if that'll help you. Maybe a bit of a drink will help you out of this. Anyways. Um, Okay, are you ready? Yeah. Okay. How are you, man? Uh, Like, like, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, come on. One for one. Yeah, one for yeah. one. We can stop there, actually. I think we're good. Uh, Greg, take us out. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Canny. Um, that's good. Like, it's good. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. I, I watch oh. British television. Okay. I've seen Doctor Who. Okay. Right. Have you seen okay. Jordy Shore? No, it. I've never seen oh, Jordy no. Shore. <laughs> I've got standards. Oh, anyway, um, Ganinyam. What did you just say? <laughs> that was not English. No, it wasn't Chinese. All right. Okay. Okay. Can yeah. you repeat it? Just so... I can try and do it slower. Okay. 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 Ganinyam. Um, I. <laughs> oh man. Uh, ooh. I uh, like. I feel like you could say this. Like, like. Like when someone's going in for a challenge, maybe something like that. Like you know, go ahead and go for it, maybe. Mm. Well, no, but um, <laughs> it, it it just means <laughs> it means uh, it means going home, basically. Oh, okay. I wish everyone could have seen the look Graham just gave me when I gave that, and he was just <laughs> like, "That was just wrong," and I could see it in his eyes. All right. Okay. 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 Next one. Mm-hmm. I'm clamming. I'm clamming. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's not seafood related. Um, so we'll throw that out. Um, uh, I mean, it, mm, I want to say it means like, I'm like, maybe like frustrated, overwhelmed, something like that. No, it, it means I'm hungry, like really hungry. What, what, how does that even work? <laughs> like, what's the rationale behind that? Is it because, like, is are clams local to the Northeast? I'm not really sure. Ah, it's just I'm clamming. 
I need I need a study. Do you know what a study is? No. What? Like I know how to study. Like I, I, I flatbread basically. Wow, there's so much I'm learning because uh, yeah, again, um, like, come on, man. <laughs> Why are you so okay. disappointed in me? Okay. I've never been to the Northeast. Okay. okay. This one, I think, okay. is quite easy. Okay. Maybe it's easy for me. I think Greg will know it. Okay. Okay. I didn't know. You what and what? I didn't know. I know. Uh, Greg, I'm going to phone a friend. Beep, bop, boop, 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 boop. Greg, tell me know. the answer. Yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't know. Oh. I, didn't, uh, I don't know. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> we're finding out that I will okay. not survive in the Northeast. We'll, um, we'll do two more, all okay. right? Okay. So, you're probably not going to get this at all, but... <laughs> okay. That's we'll really reassuring. Know. Thanks, man. All right. You know, I don't want to be too nice. <laughs> You'd think I'm ill. Uh, I've, anyway. I've gotten two right. I don't think that you've been too nice. <laughs> oh. In a fettle. In, in a fettle. Elijah, good luck, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, like in a minute? Like in a, in a, in a few? No. Um, you want another guess at this one? Because okay. I feel like you can get it. Okay. You said... Yeah, yeah. Give us a hit. Give us a hit. Or, or say it again or use it in a sentence. Oh, use it in a sentence. Oh, I don't... Why didn't I think of that? All right. Are you in a fettle pet? Are you in a pickle? Like, are you, like... Are you in a, a situation that you... That's, like, a tough situation for you? Close, I suppose. But it means, like, if you're in a really foul mood, like, a really bad mood. Ah, oh, man, that's, uh... Wow, Can we give about like, half a point for that? Yeah, okay. Yeah, so um, 2.5 out of like 8. That's that's really yeah. it's a passing score. Okay. Okay. This is the last one, right? Okay. So prepare yourself, right? All right. I'm mentally prepared. Okay, good. Okay. How do we, man? Goodbye. <laughs> no. <laughs> Say it again. How do we, man? Like is it how are you doing? No. It's it sounds like like how are you? But it, I guess it's not. Out of the way, no. man. How the way, man. Get out of the way. No, it's uh, basically it's like you must be joking. Where do you come how do you learn this? <laughs> I mean like I, I mean that's a okay, that's a dumb question because there's like definitely a lot of Atlanta splitting like that like I yeah, just I you just know. Maybe like next time you should like give oh. me I can give you some Atlanta slang next time, and you'll be like, what? Graham, yeah. uh, knock if you buck. <laughs> that sounds really wrong. Um, <laughs> I don't want to repeat what I think it is. Um, can I keep this PG? <laughs> yeah, you can. You, I mean, this podcast is not PG, so you can say yeah. whatever you want. I know. Um, does it mean like, you know, maybe... <laughs> Maybe uh, you've just paid a prostitute. What? <laughs> yes. No, it doesn't. No. Um, it, it just basically means like, if you're getting an argument, like, be ready to fight. Like, oh, yeah. piss up. Like, knock if you buck. <laughs> mm. Like, if oh. somebody's calling you out, you got to be ready to go. I mean, I, I thought like, I thought my version was a lot better, but well, yeah, yeah, that that's why I laugh because like that actually is hilarious. There, I don't think we have really a, a word. Like a, a a specific phrase for paying for a prostitute. You know what, Elijah? I don't think anyone does. But you know, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe out in Vegas, there's slut. It's called business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. All uh, right. Well, that was well, fun. Well, yeah. That. Do you have any others, Graham? Any other good ones to throw out? I might have another one. Two oh. seconds. Okay. There might be another one. There's always oh. another one. Mm. Um. Can I find like an an easier one for you? Well, oh, you'll know this one. Okay. Why I man? Why did you? Was that the was that the slang? I literally missed it. Why I man? Uh, where are you, man? 
he's he's so disappointed no. in me. It no. literally sounded like, "Where are you, man?" I'm just trying to. I'm. You're speaking English, which is a language I know. So, are you sure? <laughs> wow. Anyways, um, do you want another guess? This it, it's like. Uh, can I guess on this one? I think it's yeah. like uh, why, man? Is like, well, obviously, like yes. Yeah, like it's that. like a, like just yes, basically. Yeah. <laughs> It, it's like if you said something and I like I'm really like in agreement of like I would say why I'm in like yeah. that. Like Hasselu is a club legend. Why I'm in? Yeah, <laughs> I'm I I'm at a complete loss for words. Honestly, I you know Eliza, Graham, when we take you to Newcastle, you're gonna have a real difficult time understanding some things. But we'll continue. Dude, I need to know only like two words: beer and yes. Well, you got yes down now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that could get you into a lot of trouble in places, but, you know. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> that's going to conclude this episode of 132 <laughs> of CHN Radio. Um, any, any parting words, Elijah? Uh, no special thank you to Graham for setting up the Luke Edwards bit. That was pretty much all him. I did nothing, actually. <laughs> I just woke up and I was sent a Zoom link. So shout out to Graham. <laughs> shout yeah. out to Greg. Mostly Graham. Um, all right. Well, that concludes this episode. I'm your host, Greg Troxell. That's the best damn colors in the land. Elijah Newsome. Graham Bell with us. And now you're hearing the best damn song in the land coming home to Newcastle. We'll see you next week unless we have an important announcement and emergency podcast to give you. Yes. Um, so until then, have a great week and hoi the last. Love you guys. Looking at the old time bridge, I'm coming home, Newcastle. I might as well have been in jail. I'd walk the streets all day. I'll need for a bottle of your own brown hill. I'm coming home, Newcastle. If you never win the club again, I'll pray for dark at St. James's Park. If the Gallagher's end in the rain, I'm coming home. And I'm proud to be a Jody and to live in Jody land. Some people think we're body and we're hard to understand. And they say it's just self pity. And we're not so very tough Cause the people in the big fat city Haven't had it tough as rough I'm coming home, Newcastle You can keep your London wine I've walked the streets all day I'll meet for a bottle of the River Tyne I'm coming home, Newcastle I wish I'd never been away I'd kiss the ground for the welcome sound And me mother saying, hey, how we I'm coming home The old blind busker who stands at Fenwick's door. He plays a mean accordion, you've all seen him there before. And I love the Geordie heroes, there's so many famous names like Linda Swan in Gaza, Brendan Foster in the Gates at Games. I'm coming home, Newcastle. I might as well have been in jail. I'd walk the streets all day, I'll need for a bottle of your own brown nail. I'm coming home, Newcastle, if you never win the cup again. I'll brave the dark at St. James's Park, in the Gallagher's end in the rain. I'm coming home, Newcastle, you can keep your London wine. I'd walk the streets all day, I'll need for a bottle of the river tide. I'm coming home, Newcastle, I wish I'd never been away. Kiss the ground for the welcome sound And me mother saying, hey, how we I'm coming home, Newcastle I might as well have been in jail I'd walk the streets all day I'll meet for a bottle of your own brown nail I'm coming home, Newcastle If you never win the cup again I'll brave the dog, it's in James's pocket